All right, Hever, let's get going. We got uh, we got Mincha coming up. Today's daf is daf Yud Gimel in Masech Shubas. We are just going to wrap up uh, the bottom of daf Yud Beis Amaralev. Take us to the Mishnah, and then we have a brand new sugi. Let's remind ourselves what the Mishnah on Yud Beis Amaralev was uh, teaching us. So we had a fascinating discussion, a fascinating machlokas in the Mishnah of where uh, a person married a woman and he doesn't find any besulim, he doesn't find any signs of virginity inside of her. And she says, oh, well, let me tell you what happened. You know, here's my story. After, after I was already in Arusa to you, some guy came along and uh, violated me. And that's why I don't have any besulim. And guess what that means? You know what it means? Your field flooded. Your field flooded. Yeah, now, interesting expression, as we've explained previously. What's this whole zach? What's this whole thing of your wife comes with a claim to so your field flooded? You know where else we find this concept? By Shavabrachas. Shavabrachas, we say that, uh, and we, that we, we say the marriage should be like There's many times we're um, within the brachos that we offer to a chasen and kala, we, we refer to a marriage as a garden that needs to be tended to. And interestingly, she's using the same expression, like I'm your field. Meaning this is just something that needs, uh, that needs tending to. So she says, listen, your field flooded, not push it with your mazel. And he says, no, not necessarily. It could be this happened beforehand and therefore uh, either I'm only giving you a ksuba of a, or a, of a hundred or it is a mekach tois. So we had a machloka, same machlokas that we had in the previous mission and that is do we rely on her because bari v'shema, bari adif. Or, no, or do we say that he's the one who's holding on to the money, the one who pays for lunch, the one who pays for lunch, decides what's for lunch, and, uh, and therefore that would, that would override. We had, the, we had a machlekas in the Gemara, and that, that took us to the bottom of the Afyud Beis, Ahmed Beis, and we are going to pick up from Hachinami Mistavra, the very bottom line on Yud Beis, Ahmed Beis. Okay, now here we go. It says the Gemara, Hachinami Mistavra. It's logical to say that Rav Nachman in our Gemara is following the, uh, the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel in the Mishnah that um, we always will believe the wife's claim and the concept of Migu that she could have even given a different claim is only there to strengthen. Why? Because we answered Rav Nachman who damar Rabbi Gamliel. Rav Nachman, the, the way we quote Rav Nachman's original opinion is that he's following in accordance with Rabbi Gamliel. And we, this, this is logical to say this. Why? Top of today's daf. Here we go. DMK, and if you're going to tell me that Rav Nachman does not agree with Rabbi Gamliel, we're going to come out with a contradiction in halacha, which we don't like to do in somebody's opinion. Why? Because there's a rule. The general rule is that when it comes to rules regarding finances, we paskin like Rev Nachman. Okay, now, what does Rev Nachman say? Bari Vishema. Bari, what, what, can, what could the Bari do? Well, it can't do much, according to uh, our opinion, because Yet, we're saying halacha paskins like Rev Gamliel, that Bari Vishema Bari Yadav. So again, we always paskin like Rev Nachman. The problem is, if we're going to be following that, then she cannot take the... Then how much will go right? And we say, Allah is like Rabbi Gamliel, who is allowing her to take the suva because Bar Visham Bar Allah, It must be that Rav Nachman is following the pin of Rabbi Gamliel, that wraps up the sukya. Beautiful, we have a good proof. We're walking away, beautiful. Okay, period, brand new sukya. Here we go. Hiyamaris, and this is continuing on. Okay, continuing on. Hiyamaris, here we go. We got this? Hiyamaris, third, fourth line. She says, Mukas Eitzani. You should know, I lost my signs of virginity through an injury. Mukas Eitz. Yeah, something, uh, you know, a, a piece of wood went inside of me and ruined my signs of virginity. Vuhu Aymer, and he says, like he? Not so. Ella Drusas Ishat. You know why you don't have signs of virginity? Because there was a man's, uh, a man tra- trampled you. That's what it literally means, but it's referring to having intercourse. They're consistent. They say, We believe her. Why? The assumption is, You know what you say to the husband? How do you know? You don't know nothing. She knows what's happening to her body. You don't know nothing. And therefore you rely on him. Fascinating expression. You know what means? 
You can't live your life based around other people's viewpoints, even if they might have it clearer than you. We don't live by her word. We're going to need something else with this. We're going to assume she's Ishish. Now, why? As far as money's concerned, because he's holding on to the money. Again, they're consistent and they're saying that does not override until she brings proof supporting her. Okay. Uh-huh. It's talking about a wood injury, right? Yeah. So how does she prove that? Is it going to tell us in the Gemara? Yeah, well, bring proof. I mean, how's she going to prove that? Uh, what kind of proof can she bring in that? Uh, Adam. Oh, okay. Adam to the incident. Right? Says the Gemara, This is such a, I love when Gemara does this. It's kind of like the very first Gemara of Mesechus Brachas, you know? It's like, Who says you say it? Right? It's the over here. Let's back up. What is each, what do they want? Right? The wife's saying, I'm a mukasates. The husband's saying, no, 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 no. You're not a mukasates. What are they trying to do? What are they trying to accomplish? What's the background of this conversation? says, They're arguing over money. The husband says, you get a ksuba of 100, and she says, I get a ksuba of 200. The machlekas is a mana, either she, she wants to get a ksuba of a mana. Now, according to this, keep in mind, the uh, mukas eights, this halacha, mukas eights only going to have, she loses her virginity status, and she's only going to get a mana. Or, or he wants out, he's like, I'm done. I don't want this. Okay, so we have two ways to understand why they're arguing. Either it's strictly 200 to 100, or it might even be 100 to Zulcheru. I'm out. Mekachtois. All right, says the Gemara. Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yochanan is the one who's of the opinion that the, the, the whole dispute between husband and wife over here is Bimasayim Umana. She wants him to have, give her a cube of 200, and he, wants to be, and he wants to back out. He says, No, I'm only giving you 100, Kasavalakar of Mayor. Because he holds like Rav Meir. The Amar Rav Meir, remember, like we learned the other day, is the, of the opinion, bain hikrba, bain hikrba, whether or not the husband knew that she was a Mukasait's Masayim. Remember Rav Meir's opinion? Rav Meir is the one who said, if a piece of wood breaks the signs of virginity in a woman, you know what happens? Nothing. She's just, she's the same Besula that she was before. Nothing changed. So, Okay, so therefore, Messiah, she should get a ksuba of 200. What is he saying? By her saying mukasates, what is she saying? I want my 200. By, and what does he want to do? 100. Okay? He must hold like the Rabbana. Why? Because the other opinion in the Mishnah was what happens by mukasates? You lose your status of a besula and you become an automatic baula. Says the Gemara. It makes sense to say Rabbi Lazar doesn't hold like Rabbi Yechanan, the Kamuki Lakarabon, because Rabbi Lazar is the one who says that the halacha and the Mishnah follows like the Rabbanon. Ella, Rabbi Yechanan, my time, Rabbi Lazar. But for, according to Rabbi Yechanan, why doesn't he paskin like Rabbi Lazar? Meaning, Rav Meir's opinion about what the status of a Mukas Eitz is, is not the accepted opinion. So why is Rabbi Yechanan choosing to follow the Das Yachid? That's the Gemara's question. We don't have a problem with somebody trying to follow the Rabbanan. The question over here is, if you want to follow a Das Yachid, you must need some major backup. You need support. So why would you do that? He says like this. Let's say he brings her in to the marriage, Bechezkas Besula, assuming that she had all her signs of virginity, and it turns out she didn't have her Besula. <clears throat> in such a case, she's got the Ksuba of a Mana. So what's going to be in our case? He says, she gets a Mana, and she says, I get a Mana. Because <laughs> if you're not following Shita Surveyor, that she's getting 200. So what does he say? She says, 
I'm a Mukasates. What do you get? A hundred. He's like, no, 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 no. Maybe somebody violated you while you're in Arusa. So what do you get? Or before, I'm sorry. Before you're in Arusa. What you going to get? A hundred. Same money. Right? You're just tickling your ear like this. You're t- like, same thing. So what's the, what's the whole uh, conversation over here? So based, because of that, that's why Rabbi Yechanan says it must be that our Mishnah is following the pinner of a mayor that it would have been 200. Because otherwise, our Mishnah is coming with two sides that are of the same coin. Either way, you can walk away with 100. So by saying that following it, I should have said that. Therefore, it must be that our Mishnah is following the pinner of a mayor that it otherwise would have been 200. Hence, She's saying 200, and he's coming with a response of 100. Says, It makes sense according to the opinion of Rebbe Lazar. That's why we gave both the previous, case, the previous Mishnah and this case of the Mishnah. Two separate cases um, of, uh, of financial disputes between husband and wife. One's coming to remove the opinion of Rami Barchama. Okay, Rami Barchama says... That if she really was a Mukas Eitz and she just hid it from him, she completely rem- loses her ksuba. So Rabbi Lazar makes sense. According to Rabbi Yechanan, why do you need two different machleksin in our Mishnah? It's completely not necessary. It's a redundant uh, dispute. No, it's not redundant because it's necessary. Why is it necessary? Each case is an added chiddush. One's a chiddush on behalf of Rabbi Gamliel, and one's a chiddush on behalf of Rabbi Yeshua. And let's explain. Kamaisa in the first Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua, it's letting us know the strength of Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Even though she could have come with a claim of migu. What's her migu? Ready? She didn't have to say mukasets. You know what she could have said? Some guy violated me after Arison. Tough luck on you. That's all she could, she could have said. That so since she has a migu backing her up, even though we're still not going to believe it. That's a major kiddush because usually a migu again. What's migu? When I could have come, if if I would have been lying, I might as well lied the whole way. If I could have come with a better claim, you might as well believe me with this. Still, we're not going to believe her. That's a that's a kayachtic opinion. That's a strong opinion of Rabbi Yeshua and Basraisa. In the second Mishnah, the Rabbi Gamliel, it's coming to teach me the Chiddush of Rabbi Gamliel, his leniency, meaning his belief in her. Even though in the second case, there is no Migu, still, still she is believed. Okay. So, therefore, again, two cases agreed, both the same halacha. However, each one does have a, um, each case does have an element to that case that did not exist in the other case. Each one's got its own chinch. Okay. Let's keep going. Next mission. Bezdin sees a woman schmoozing with a dude. She's hanging out with a guy. The very chummy. The Amrula. And Bezdin says to the lady who's hanging out with this guy, Who's this guy? What's his yichus? Okay. Now, Midaberes over here means they see her speaking, but there's an assumption she's speaking in a way where they look a little too comfortable with each other. A little too comfortable. So they say, so Bezdin's going to assume that there's something else that's happening here. So they say, who, who's this guy? Who's this guy you're hanging out with? Okay. So she says, Ish ploni This guy is a kayan. And this is his name. Okay, fine. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer say, Ne'emenes. She is believed. We trust her to tell us, you know, that she's... See, the issue over here is, Rashi explains... Um, if you if you want to look at the first Rashi, there's uh, three short Rashi's. The first Rashi on the Mishnah, it's about uh, two thirds the way down on the Yomud. Reu'ah medaberes bepnuya. We're dealing with an unmarried woman. 
Okay, so it's not like a husband and wife here. She's stam. She's an, she's a, an unmarried woman. And now we're concerned about uh, her becoming puzzled through having relations with Nasan Lamamzer. We know the halacha is that if she has relations with somebody who's puzzled her, she takes on the status of a zaina, and she's going to become forbidden to uh, to a kayan. So Bezin, again, Bezin sees this single girl hanging out, like, who, who's this guy? She says, oh, he's regular, regular kayan, regular kayan. So she's believed to tell us who he is. Fine. So I'm sorry, Yeah, say she's believed. No, we're not going to live by her word. You can't take her word at face value. We say, listen, you're loose. You're hanging out with guys. And uh, it, to an extent that we suspect that you're actually having relations with them. And therefore she loses her... Tr- uh, or her trustworthiness in this category until she proves who this guy was. Let's say you have a woman who is now pregnant. Now is she married? Doesn't say so. Doesn't say so. But now, but now she's expecting a child. Listen, you're not married. So now, when, when you're married, right, this is a good excuse a lot of husbands give their wives why they don't help out more. I use this sometimes. It doesn't really work. The kids are making trouble. I'm like, hey, you're a vadai. I'm just a chazaka. Right? <laughs> you're a vadai, the mother. I, what's the chazaka? Yeah, that's chazaka. If there's no husband, if there's no husband, so where's this kid coming from? There's no chazaka. No chazaka of anything. Okay. So we say matibu shel uberzeh. What is it? Doesn't work. Matibu shel uberzeh. Yeah, who's the father of this kid? May you explain to me, guys? Says, ah, I'll tell you who the father is. Yeah, the father is uh, Mr. Katz, Mr. Cohn, uh, Mr. Azulai. Yeah, somebody with a Cohen name. Okay. To be uh, that that the father is a nosin ulamamzer until she brings a raya to her claim. This is, isn't this incredible? It's like nosin and mamzer. Like seriously, like that's it. So what you have to realize again, this is this is a mission of teaching us how to think. It's it can even be a nosin. Once you lose your nemanus, it could be anything. That's what it's, that's what it's teaching us, and we have to treat ourselves like this, and sometimes. Others it's like once you lose your nemanis, you lost your nemanis, and that's it. And and we have to assume, uh, we have to assume the worst. And uh, I, I, why you got a joke? Okay, listen, you're the one who put us into this predicament, so it is what it is. Can you yeah. get your Possibly, but I would say an uh, added dimension to this is that very often you could assume a nusin and a mamzer are the ones who won't have a problem with this because they're the ones with right. a shidduch crisis. They're limited, so if they find. Uh, a Jewish girl that's, you know, willing to uh, spend time with them, they might be the first ones to take advantage of the opportunity. Okay, so we have two cases in our Mishnah. Case number one is she's schmoozing with the guy or hanging out with the guy. And case number, a little too close, case number two is she's pregnant with somebody and we're trying to figure out who the father is. Same machlokas in either case. Obviously, what are we going to do in classic Gemara style? Ultimately, we want to figure out why we need both cases. Okay? But we'll get there soon. Says the Gemara, It says she was talking with the guy. She's talking with the guy. Leave her alone. Ziri Omar, Nistara. No, she had Yichud with him. Ravasi Omar, Ravasi says, Nivala. We know she had relations with him. So either there were Edim that they had Yichud together. Um, and in such a case, by the way, if we say it's Eide Yichud, that means, if we're trying to figure this out, a woman who even has Yichud with a psul is going to become forbidden to a Kohen. Again, because remember, what was the Allah that we're trying to figure out, that Bezin trying to figure out? Who's this guy? What do you care who he is? Teret says, we want to know whether he's Kubari or Kohen. If you hold that Medaberis means you, she cannot even go into seclusion with him, have yichud, that means that even if there's Adam on seclusion, that will asser her up to Kaihana. Okay? The other opinion is, no, the other opinion is that their mamish needs to be 
um, uh, actual znus, actual uh, actual bia nivala. Says the Bishlam Aziri makes sense. Aziri hardly telling me that beres. Okay, what does midah beres mean? Schmoozing. We didn't see much more than that. Elder of Asi, my midabaris. According to Rashi, says that the Ramish witnesses that they had relations. So wh- why would the Mishnah use an expression of midabaris? You're not being straight up. Use a straight up expression. Says the Gemara, Lishna Malia. Sometimes we're not straight up. Lishna Malia means we want to use an expression that's not vulgar. We want to use an elevated, a more ruchni as dika type of expression. Kedachsev, achla. She eats, umachsa, umachsa pia, she cleans out her mouth, varamra, and she says, oven, I didn't do anything. And what's this talking about? She stands up and wipes her mouth. It's referring to the tachtain. The, the it's referring to the lower body. It means after having intercourse, the woman's uh, cleaning herself off, and she's like, yeah, nothing happened. Okay? So we see that even, uh, even with Ibsukim, we'll use uh, a lishna ma'alya. A lighter expression. So to over here, even though we're referring to mamish, uh, an act of intercourse, we'll still call it midaberis. Bishlam Aziri, it makes sense according to Ziri again, who said that it is yichud. Midaberis means yichud. That's why it says yichud, and then also the case of pregnancy. Why? Because by yichud, were there mamish edim that they had relations? No. So the second case is really a different scenario, a different situation. But according to Rav Asi, that Medaberas means Zunus, so then what does Zunus lead to? Sometimes, or oftentimes, it leads to pregnancy. Alright? So says the Gemara, Tarti Lomali, why you give me two cases? Says the Gemara, Chodo lahachshir ba, v'chodo lahachshir bebita. One, uh, uh, the first case is to teach us to say that she would still be okay to marry a Kayan, and the other one is to say that her daughter is fit to marry a Kayan, meaning she's pregnant. Let's say the child that comes out is a girl. So I might think, listen, we trust the wife about herself. Why? So here we go. This beautiful, beautiful limud. Until she was midabaris. Which were meaning Zanus. Is she allowed to marry a kain? Yeah. So now, what's changing? Well, she's uh, hanging out with this guy in an inappropriate way. Or they're being Mazana. Well, or Yichud, right? We'll call it Yichud. Until now, she's been allowed to marry a kain. So she already has her original Chazaka. This daughter of hers, who's not yet born into the world, she's now pregnant. And we know that she became, she was a single woman, and we just don't know who the dad is. There's no Rebilis Halchanachar Abal to go to. You don't, you, there's no husband to rely upon. So it could be anybody in the world. So now when this daughter, when this girl comes into the world, is there any chazaka that she's fit for a kayin? No, she didn't start out with any chazaka at all. She was never here to get a chazaka. So maybe I would say that there's no, uh, there's no halacha of, of uh, being lenient with her. So Kamash Balan is that there, there, there's an Ere Chiddush. Now this... Um, before, huh? Can you say she was a Yerach of the mother? She still doesn't uh, have... She carries the Chazaka of the mother since once she became separate from the mother. But that's only as a limb. That's, that's only as a limb. You, you can't really uh, add to that. We had a... I believe we shared this uh, a while back. But we had an interesting situation where... I'm trying to remember who I spoke to. I think I spoke to Rabbi Forsheimer in Lakewood. Um, with a a boy who was adopted a boy who was adopted and he was becoming a bar mitzvah and the Shiloh was it came out that his bar mitzvah date was his birth certificate said an English date no Hebrew date now we didn't know what time of day he was born he was born to a non-Jewish family adopted by a Jewish family you know what time of day he was born. And the Nafkamina was, what was the Nafkamina? See, his Torah reading, because if you look, when it came out to the dates, if he was born, um, if he was born before Shkia of that day, so then his birthday comes out to be on Shabbos, and his Parsha is going to be his Bobayom. Otherwise, he wasn't Bar Mitzvah yet, and he would, his Bar Mitzvah, if he was born at night on that English date, let's say January 1st at night, 
So then his bar mitzvah is going to be, he's going to become a, a bar mitzvah on Sunday, which means that he can't lean the Shabbos before unless he does baftir, um, and it would be the next week. So that was the, that was the shayla. We, we didn't have the time of day to know, to know which parsha to give him. Now you could be machmir, and just say, okay, what's the big deal? Do it the next week. And the reason why I could even be machmir then is because I'll fill in, okay, so Shabbos. It didn't make enough commute anyway. Right? But I was like, oh, the interesting thing, so I caught before Shammar, and he said that assume the bar mitzvah happened on Sunday. The child becomes a bar mitzvah on Sunday. Why? Because of this Gemara. Because until a child's in the world, they don't have a chazaka of anything. They have a chazaka of not being alive. So until you know for sure they were alive, they're not alive. And he said the whole thing would, and, and the opposite would happen by a yard site. Let's say you have somebody who passed away on a specific date, and you don't know what time of day, how do you give a yard site? How do you decide the yard site? He says people are assumed to be alive until you know that they passed away. So the same way coming into the world, you're assumed to be dead until we know you're alive. So to going out of the world, you're assumed to be alive until you're, until you're dead. That was his, you know, if you ever have a situation where you, you don't know the time of day and there's going to be a practical nafkamina, that, was, that he's relying on that chazaka. Okay. <clears throat> Says the Gemara Viter. According to one who says that whatever is going to be machshir heard, that the same way she's allowed to marry a kayan, her daughter's also allowed to marry a kayan. Okay, I make, it, it makes sense why we have these two cases according to Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer. However, but according, there, there is another opinion who says that for her, she is fine because of her chazaka, but her child will not be fit. So the second halacha is not true. So according to that, Michael Lemaymar, what are you going to say? We still have a question, what's the nafkamina between the case of Midah Beres and the case of Me'u Beres? It's redundant. Answers the Gemara, Rav Asi, Savar, Kemanda Omar, Ladiria Maksher Ba, Maksher Bita. He doesn't hold that opinion. That's well, a good way out. Right? He's following the opinion that they're both okay. The mother's okay, the daughter's okay. And since the mother's okay, the daughter's okay. So now those, uh, the two cases give us that Adel Chedesh. So now we know why we need both uh, cases in the Mishnah. Amar le... You just give a reason why you don't need. Why you do need. Because the first case... Uh, the, in the first... Rashi says over here is that according to the one who says... Says the Gemara Viter. Amar le Rav Papa Labaye. Rav Papa says that by we now three lines to the bottom of Yigim Alamed Aleph. Lizeiri, according to Ziri, the Amar my Midaberas Nistra. According to Ziri, you said Midaberas means Yichud. The Amar of Yeshua like Mehemna, and Rabbi Yeshua says that we don't trust her about who the guy is. Now, if you don't trust her, that means she's in hot water. Ha'Amar Rav, but Rav said Malkin ala Yichud. We give Malkus just for Yichud. Ve'ein Eisrin al Yichud, but we're not going to asser her up. As far as, you know, as far as Yichud. What, what does that mean? So you have like this. A woman is meyached with a man. She's a married woman. She goes into a room for a half hour with somebody. She comes out. She's a married woman. Says Rav. She's going to get Malkus because Yichud itself is usher. Now people think, oh, what's wrong with Yichud? I'm not going to do anything. You just did something. Yichud. Right? You don't need to do anything else. Yichud itself is a transgression. So when she comes out because of Yichud, she gets Malkus. Is she, are we going to forbid her to her husband, says Rav, as if she had relations? No. Maybe we're playing Monopoly. I don't know. Big deal. Right? We're not going to ask her. But she, there was still an Isser. To be together for that half hour in the room was us, so we're going to get her Malkus. So, they know it's not Yichud. Lamed like Rabbi Yeshua. Are you going to say that Rav's opinion is not following Rabbi Yeshua? You know, there's a contradiction on Rav's halacha. Yes, the Gemara, if you look Yeshua, you could even say that Ziri's found the pin of Rabbi Yeshua, Maila Asu B'Yuchsin. And that is like this. There's an added Maila, added stringencies when it comes to Yichus. Okay? Meaning, usual, usually we say, you know what, you're right. Just because there's Yichud does not mean that anything went further than Yichud. Now again, Yichud itself is awesome, but we don't assume that there, were, there, was, that there was automatically... Um, relations, but still, are we going to allow her to marry a client? No. 
As far as that's concerned, then we're going to be at a shrinzi, kind of like Pesach, you're more machmir on kashos. By kahuna, we're more machmir, and therefore we're going to take on these uh, added halachas. And just to, just to share uh, a story that we've shared um, when, we, when we did Yivamas, but it's worthwhile repeating quickly the Maila Asu B'yuchsen, how important it is nowadays when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, people's yichas. So uh, the, the incident that, that uh, my father, Zechariah the Bracha, had with one of his Talmidim, got engaged to a girl from Montreal, and the, the Chassan's friends found out that she's a Mamzeris. They were learning in Eretz Yisrael, in the mirrors. They went to Rabbi Yashiv, and they said, what should we do? Our, our friend who's a Chassan, we heard rumors that his Kala is a Mamzeris. So Rabbi Yashiv said, who's the Chassan's Rebbe? They said, tell her from Baltimore. So Rabbi Efrati called my father, and he says, you know, you have a Talmud here who's engaged to a possible Mamzeris. Can you look into So my father uh, found out she's from Montreal. He called Rev. Schneer Eisenstark, the principal of Besak of Montreal. And he says, have you ever heard of such a thing? Rabbi Eisenstark said, I did hear of such a thing. And I looked into it. And I'll tell you the story. And the story was, the story was, this Kala's grandmother went through the Holocaust, went through the war. After the war, before the war, she she, uh, got divorced from like some scoundrel. Uh, some a Yiddish, a Jewish guy, but a guy, a guy off his rocker, and then after the war, she married um, somebody else, and she had a daughter. The daughter is the mother of the Kala. The ex-husband from before the war started going around telling people that his wife's, his ex's second husband, they were already, you know, uh, uh, together. While they were married Seven years before And this daughter Is a mamzeris Now does that make any sense? Makes no sense at all Okay Now, now how they know this is true But th- this guy was going around saying such a thing like that Now how they know this is true Because when Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Eisenstar got word He said that this girl's mother Okay the Kala's mother Who was the actual daughter who was living in Montreal, he, um, when, when, the, when the girl was in high school, he heard about this, and somehow he got hold of the grandmother's get, a document about the grandmother's get, which had a name of Satmar Dayanam on it, and there was still one Satmar Dayan who was alive, living in Williamsburg, and he called, the Rabbi Azar called the Satmar Dayan, and the Samar Dayan says he remembers this Misa. He personally danced at the second chasna. The whole thing's not Shaykh. It's impossible. For the whole story, he says the first husband's just a nutcase. The whole thing doesn't make any sense. But he's trying to start rumors that the mother's a Mamzeris. And he wrote a letter. Rabbi Eisenstark asked for a letter to keep in the files in Besakov of Montreal in case it ever comes up again. And when my father called up to find out about this collar, Rabbi Eisenstark sent my father the files to keep in the Chassan's files in there. Yisrael now. And he got back to Rabbi Yashiv and told him, and Rabbi Yashiv told the, the friends, don't say anything to the chassan. And after the marriage, my father took the chassan for a walk. And he told him the homaisa, and he said, don't worry, I have it in your files in Yisrael, they have it in your files in, in Montreal. And he gave, he gave the family a copy of the files. He didn't want to tell the chassan, he didn't want to make him nervous beforehand. But my father, my father when he was telling me this maisa, he says, you see how careful you need to be with Yichus. Some guy starts a Meshuggah in a rumor 50 years ago, 40 years ago, and everything, uh, and everything goes haywire. There's, actu- there's extra stringencies you need to set to protect Yichus and Kal Yisrael. Here we go. Mesvei, they asked a challenging question. Last bottom line. Ra'uya shenechnesam echad Ra'uha. Sorry, not Ra'uya. That means she's fit. Ra'uha means we see her. Ra'uha, we see her. Shenechnesam echad l'seser. She goes... Into a room with stira, she's miyachid with a guy. Top of home base, ayla chorba, or she goes into a chorba. Now this is a famous case in brachis, right? Back then the chorbas were the place where you'd go where nobody could watch you, and people would have relations. And afterwards they say to this woman, who's this guy that you were miyachid with? She says, oh by the way, he's a kayan and he's my cousin. My cousin, talking to my cousin. Okay? He's like, everybody calm down. This guy's in my family, all right? 
Everybody, everybody, everybody chill out. Same machoikas, whether we trust her or not. Bishmal is Iri. It makes sense according to Ziri again. What was Iri's opinion? That Midaberes in the Mishnah means Stira. That is Yichud. So according to Ziri, this all makes sense. That's why it gives me a case of either she was Miyached, or, because that's the case of Midaberes, or the case of Chorba. Because usually Chorba means that you, there's a greater suspicion of having relations, which is like the case where she became pregnant. Okay? El Ravasi, Damar according to Ravasi, who says, Midaberes means Nivala, you actually had relations, Tarti Lamali, so you're just going to the redundant school of redundancy. Same thing, says the Gemara, Chada Katani, Lesayser, the Chorba. It's all one case, it's not two cases, one case. And the case is, she went into Seyser with the guy, where? In a Chorba. I have a, it says Gemara, but it's not what it says. Vahalaseser, O, Lechorba, Katani. Hello, the word O means or. Says Gemara, Chada Lechorba, the Masa, Chada Lechorba, the Dabra. It depends what type of Chorba, what type of ruin you go into. There's one type of ruin which is inside the city, and there's another type of ruin which is outside the city. Says the Gemara, Utrichi. And and uh, and we have both these cases. The Ashmina Chorba de Masa. If we would have only spoken about the case of the Chorba in the city, Baha We'll say that's where Gamil says that she's Kashta Kahuna because in the city, where do we assume the guy came from? The city. So we'll say, look at the people in the city. Are the people in the city mostly Nusin and Mamzer? No. So if she's entered a Chorba in the city, we're going to follow right with the guys, right with the Jewish guys in the city. And therefore, Shalom al Yisrael. We're going to assume that, that you know, we'll, we'll say that she's still okay. But in a ruin which is out in the fields, the ripe Sulamatzla, where out there most people are puzzle. I don't even out most people are puzzle. Can you rely on any specific city? No. So what do you start looking at? The Gansavelt. Most men out in the world. Most men out in the world. Are they Jewish? No. Are they fit for her? No. So therefore, will agree with Shua that once she does this in a chorba out in the field, she becomes possible to a kain. And if he would have only given the case of pasling up to the kain because she's in a chorba out in the field, but he come Maybe I'll say that's where Bishua says that she's puzzled. But maybe in a chorba in a city, maybe he would agree with Rambamil that she's okay because you follow the majority of the men who are who are cool. Says the Therefore, we need both cases. Each one is teaching me its own chiddush. Meisvei, that's a challenging question. This is the type of edus that a woman is believed for. Okay? Woman's, uh, she's, in general, Rashi says, in general, we trust the woman to say that the guy I was miyachid with is not somebody who's puzzled. Fine. Rabbi Yishua says not true. Fine. Say machlekes. Amalehem Rabbi Yishua. Rabbi Yishua said to those who say we trust this woman. Rabbi Yishua who says we don't trust says, Won't you agree? If you have a woman who was taken into captivity, and there are witnesses that she was taken into captivity, and she says, you know what? There's witnesses that I was taken into captivity, but nobody violated me. Okay? So you have kosher witnesses saying, you know, it was a whole group of pirates that grabbed her with a bandit's face. Yeah? And she says, yeah, it really happened, except nobody violated me. We don't believe her. Meaning, we assume automatically she's possible to a Kohen. Fine. Amrulai, and they said to him, Avo, but. <laughs> what happens when somebody says but? Yeah, that means like I agree. However, right? Fine. Uma hefers bein So, what's the difference between the case of the woman who's taken into captivity that we don't trust her to say she's not violated, or the woman who who went into yichud and we're going to say she is believed? So, why is it, why, why is it any different? Do you trust the woman to say that she had relations or not? So the Gemara says. Uh, so actually, they said back to Rabbi Shua, Lizu I'll tell you why. When she's taken to captivity, there's witnesses about her captivity, so there's automatic suspicion of Yichud. 
of of Znus. Ulazu ain't But when she was miyachid with this guy, you didn't have two Adam on the beer. You hear this? Now, what did the people testify? What did the witnesses testify about the Yichud? But they're not testifying anything that has to do with Bia. Now listen closely, Shabbat. Let's, 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 let's understand this. Gemara is telling us something incredible there. Apparently, when somebody, when two witnesses testify that a Jewish woman was taken into captivity, living within that statement is she's been violated. It's, it's the same thing. It goes hand in hand. Captivity is being violated. Yichud is not Bia. Yichud is not Znus. So if you have two witnesses saying she was Miyachit, that does not mean Znus. Two witnesses saying captivity, yeah, that's Znus. It's like, it's the same thing. Okay, it's living within those words. So again, Omar, so Lezu Yishi, Lezu by captivity, there's, that's like uh, witnesses on the relations. Otherwise, by uh, Yichud, no. Omar Lahem, Shabishua says, Aflazu Yeshim Shari Krisa Bain Shinel. No, what are you talking about? Hari Krisa Bain Shinel. If she had Yichud, she had Yichud. I think it's just as uh, it's it's just as uh, logical to say that there was uh, relations taking place there as well. Omar Lai, they said to him, Rai Vadi Khavim Prutsum by Raya same. No. Because when she's taken into captivity, most of the Khavim are Prutsum by Rayas. And you know what? Just because a guy and a girl are getting together in a room, and especially if they're Jewish, you don't have to assume anything. There's no assumption that there was uh, actual bia. Omar Lahen, he says wrong. It's a fundamental machlaikas. Fundamental machlaikas between how we view yichud. Okay, means nobody can be trusted. As far as when it comes to arayas, we assume if there's yichud, that it led to bia. You should know when is this true? When is this true? That's about the woman telling us what happened to herself. But let's say a woman telling us about the status of her daughter. Everybody says we consider that girl, that daughter, to be a shtuki. Okay. Now remember, we had this. Uh, we had this earlier. A shtuki is when um, a child asks her mother, "Who's my father?" And the mother says, shh, we don't ask such questions inside of our home. Says the Gemara, well, then we're going to get into the sugya now. My ka'amar lehu, umay ka'mahajibay. Okay, so now what is this, uh, you know, what, what was this whole conversation? What was said originally? And what is the response? The Gemara explains like this. Hachi ka'amar He's going to wrap it up. Hachi ka'amar This is what they said to him. He shavtanu al muhuberes. You explain to us about a woman who is pregnant. What would, what would it be about a woman who is not pregnant, but was midaberis? Midaberis means she was miyachid. I would say midaberis has the same category of a captive. Now, what does that mean? We'll be strict over here, Okay. No. You can't tell me that Yichud uh, is captivity. Captivity, you have Goyim. Goyim are going to take advantage of this woman. Uh, a Yid won't. He says, no. Well, a Yid who won't also won't have Yichud. The fact that this Yid was willing to have Yichud with her also shows me you put yourself into that situation, you put yourself into that situation. Bottom line is, we said, which is an upshot on Ravasi, who says that it's the same thing. So Gemara says to Yufta, you're right, Ravasi is wrong, and it must be that Medaberes is referring to Yichud, and Muberes is referring to Bia. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, why doesn't Rabbi Yeshua? Um, learn out the nafkamina. How's Rabbi Shua saying the difference between a shavuya and a medaberis? Uh, right, uh, the, the guy is going to take advantage of her. Says Gemara, one second. The hasam raiv psula mesla. You say like this: When she's taken into captivity, who took her into captivity? Her husband? No, some uh, some guys from yeshiva. Who took her into captivity? Guy. So who's she around? Which men is she around? 
people who are going to passel her up to a Kohen. Non-Jewish fellas. But when a, a woman is just medaberes, so she's living in a shtad, she's living in a Jewish town. So it says the Gemara, why don't we say that as the difference? In other words, even if there's the same assumption that there's Bia, but by a captive, the Bia is going to passel her up, and by the non-captive, the Bia shouldn't passel her up. So Gemara says, it must be, this is a proof, to the opinion of Rabbi Shua and Levi. Dumber Rabbi Shua and Levi. Rabbi Shua and Levi says, According to the opinion that a woman whose miyached is kosher, it's going to be true even when Raif Psulim. If you hold she's okay, the same thing would be hold would hold weight even by Raif Psulim. Because otherwise we would have this claim. In other words, you know what the Gemara is walking away with? Saying, as they say in Yiddish. You're right. You're right. Unless you're of the opinion that it actually won't matter whether or not Raivar Kasher or Basel, the halacha is it actually will matter. Okay. Period. If you hold that we believe her to say she's fit to marry a Kayan still, that means that even if, she, if she's pregnant at the time, and we ask her who's the father, and she says it was a Kasher guy. So her kids also got to be fit for kain. says no. You can still hold that the mother is fit to a kain because she had a chazaka, but the daughter is not going to be fit because she never attained a chazaka. Amar Rabbi Rabbi says my time with Rabbi Lazar. What's the reason for Rabbi Lazar that that we uh, trust the mother's opinion, the, the mother's statement? For herself and not for her daughter. We explain. Because for her, she already has the status of being fit to a Kohen. So unless you know otherwise, she keeps her status. The daughter is born into a situation where she never has a Chazaka of being fit. Because before she was even born, we have a Reya, so we have an issue with her status. When do we say this? This is true. This is true. That's when a woman's testifying about herself. But when the woman's testifying about her daughter, who the father is, everybody agrees. This kid has the status of a shtuki, and a shtuki cannot marry a kain. My love, shtuki, you puzzle. Are we dealing with a shtuki, which means she's puzzled to a kain? Says Gemara, like shtuki v'kasher. No, this is a kid who's a shtuki, where the mother silences the, cha- the, the, the daughter, but still fit for a kayan. Okay. Says the Gemara, what? So why, why is the mother uh, telling the kid to be quiet? Umi ika shtuki kasher. Shtuki means there's going to be an issue with the yichus. So what's the case of shtuki kasher? Says the Gemara, listen to this. And yeah, you can have a case of a shtuki who's fit to marry a kayan. Shmuel says, listen to this case. You have ten kahanim standing together. One of the kahanim walk away from the group and has Bia with this woman. They all look alike. We don't know who the father is. So it could be one of ten kahanim. Is there any issue with their lineage? No. It could be one of ten kahanim. So Havlad Shtuki. This kid's a Shtuki. Okay, my Shtuki. Why is the kid a Shtuki? Is it because we consider him to be quieted from the inheriting the father? Pshita. That's obvious. You know, a kid comes and says, Oh, I want, you know, all these ten kahanim die. I want all their estates. Because I might be one of their kids. No. You don't know who your father is. Get out of here. Can't claim property. Ella, so that's not why we're calling him a shtuki. Ella, rather, rather it means that we're quieting him down from kahuna, meaning the kid wants to go work in the base on Mikdash. And we say to him, what's the last letter of the olive base? Tough. He ain't working there. It's not happening. Okay? Why not? Because it's going to be him. And this is going to be in ever, uh, um, in ever, la- isn't it incredible? Huh? Yeah. Pinchas. Yeah, you hear this? No, 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 we never go through a block where, where we're missing something over here. Not shy. Okay, not shy. All right. Mishazarim yuchas acharov. 
which is only a fa- only a kohen who has a child. That's miyuchas acharav yotzazeh, excluding this this uh, boy she'ain zara miyuchas acharav. His zara is not miyuchas acharav. We don't know who the father is. Okay, period. Gavaldik. Quick story. Hahu arus. There was a. Um, yeah, Arison. Uh, there was a, a couple that, was, that had the initial stage of marriage, Va'arusosai, and the Kala, to also come Rabbi Yosef, they came in front of Rabbi Yosef. Okay? He Amra, now she, she uh, was pregnant, as we're going to see. He Amra Mine. She says, you know, we had Arison, I'm pregnant, I'm expecting a baby, and I'll tell you who the father is. The father is my beloved husband. The who I married. And the husband says, "In Minoy, yeah, I'm the father." Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, "The man echishla." So, uh, what's the conversation here? Chada, first of all, the hakamaydan, the husband is agreeing; he's the father. Vaid and feted mor. Furthermore, ha Amar Rabbi Yirmashmul, Allah Rabbiyil. We, Rabbi Yudam Shmuel says the halacha follows Rabbi Gamliel. Now, Rabbi Gamliel says in general, we, we trust a woman to say who she's pregnant with. So if we trust her to say who she's pregnant with in general, and now the husband's in agreement who it is, so uh, therefore there's, um, there's no conversation. Okay? So over here, however, you have a... a uh, uni- huh? Uh, she stepped out of line. Yeah. You, possibly him too. But we don't know for sure that he stepped out of line. We know for sure that she's, she's the one who stepped out of line. Okay? So Rabbi Yosef's coming with an opinion and he's stating that we should for sure believe her because of Amman of Shach. Okay? First of all, he's agreeing. And secondly, even if he's not agreeing, the halacha is like Rabbi Namlio. And we will hold it here. And Bezhan pick up tomorrow evening from the story of Ahu Aras and finish off all the... Uh, there's actually going to turn into a fascinating machlekes. We'll hold it here for today. A wonderful, wonderful evening.